A hero's journey is at an end. Oh, what a week of thinking non-stop about Kroll. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> yeah? This is... Welcome to my whole life. <laughs> ho ho ho, happy Krollsmas. And welcome to Sink Floyd, the podcast where we watch every movie ever made to see if it syncs up to Pink Floyd's 1973 magnum opus, The Dark Side of the Moon. My name is Gareth Blackler. My name is James. Hello, James Barron. Jingle Bell James, I've been called in the past. How's it That's going? That's good. Yeah. Who's called you that before? I don't know, just elves running, oh, yeah. running about. I don't know. <laughs> They're all out there. It's Christmas. They're everywhere. You can't fucking move for elves. Is your exactly. house is your house not full of elves? Because mine is. Mine's full of reindeer, which I think the elves are, you know, hiding underneath. Oh yeah. My yeah. De- my reindeer haven't arrived yet, but I assume oh, there's yeah. a lot of talk about them. But anyway, <laughs> Merry Christmas, Gareth. How's it? How's it hanging? It's Christmas time, surely. It is Christmas time. I'm I'm Christmasing. I I. I don't know, I feel like I've listened to a lot of Christmas music just by myself. Oh yeah? Um, I've sorted all my shopping, which is always good. And yeah, I'm just ready to ride out the Christmas of uh, the world's weirdest year. Yeah, absolutely. And what better way to do it, (laughs) Gareth, than by watching an all-time classic Christmas movie. (laughs) Except for the fact... That we definitely didn't do that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> instead, have watched one of our favorite movies, Krull. Uh, I feel like we've this we've been mentioning Krull from like the show's inception, but yeah, for sure. What is your what is the story of Krull? I know Krull through you, but I'm yeah. pretty sure I watched it for the first time. The first time you watched it, right? Yeah. So it's like a it's an old one from when I lived like in the middle of Christchurch city in my first flat. And I think it's fr- I think it's from there, and uh, yeah, yeah, a friend of ours like introduced us to this movie Krull, and it's like I would describe Krull as if Lord of the Rings and Star Wars came together and had like a low budget child. Like, yeah, it, it's before it was Krull like in response to the first Star Wars. It came after Star Wars. I yeah, absolutely. I think, hey, 1983, so I'm not sure okay. where that falls in Star Wars, but it's definitely after Star Wars. I'm, you can tell. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's at least after the first two movies, so... Yeah. Um, yeah, it's very Star Wars-y in tone, uh, but also, like, got this weird fantasy bent to it, I think, yeah. like, to, like, get away from the whole, like, it's in space kind of thing. But the whole movie is in space, so, I don't know. It's a yeah. different planet. Krull is the name of a planet, Scarab. <laughs> Yeah, which is also very strange. Yeah. It's like, why uh, name the movie after a planet that no one has ever heard of? <laughs> this is a weird choice. Yeah, there's a lot of, like, people always forget. So there's a weapon called the Glaive, which yeah. a lot of people call the Krull. That would make um, more confusion. sense. Yeah, absolutely. Or if the hero was named Krull or yeah. something else. Like, if you really want to name a film Krull, there's many other things you can name your made-up word. <laughs> That's absolutely right. My gosh. Yeah. <laughs> the original um, the original draft was to be called The Dragons of Krull. Oh, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting choice considering the film features no dragons. Exactly. 
I can see why they would have to change that title, but yeah, my gosh, that's that's great. And I would have loved um, to see a dragon in this universe. Never mind. Yeah, that's all that's missing. Yeah. This film, I know, like, okay, so this film, when we watched it, I'm pretty sure we watched it around Christmas. Yeah. The year we watched it, and then I'm. We watched it, then immediately watched it again. Yes. And then two days later, we had a friend over and we're like, we've got to show you Krull. And because of that, Krull was the last movie we watched in 2013. And then was the first movie we watched in 2014. Like, yes, I remember that. Very the book vividly. ending was so strong. Yeah. And completely accurate. And I don't regret that at all. No. It's not, there's think... also a high potentiality that that happens again this year. <laughs> like... Yeah. It's, it could just be our bookend film for the year and that, like, yeah. we watch it at Christmas time, we watch something else, or we, we keep going with Krull again, you know? Yeah. Could well I mean, happen. to be honest, yeah, that ended... That year wasn't, like, a great year for me, and the next oh. year was really good. There you so, go. like, maybe it's the Krull trick. The, the secret Krull trick. Yeah. Yeah. You, your wish will be granted and your following year will be improved by yeah. completing this one simple ritual. <laughs> Filmmakers hate him. <laughs> Is that like a pop-up ad? Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, it could so be... A f- oh, sorry. No, no, I was just going to say this, yeah, it could well be a Christmas tradition on this show to watch Krull, but I don't know. Like, we might... I feel like there will be pressure eventually for us to cover an actual Christmas film. Yeah. But... Let's save that for, like, July. Okay. <laughs> that makes... <laughs> that's more in keeping with this show's whole aesthetic, I think, as yeah. well, yeah. But, um, yes, I'm very much looking forward to talking about Kroll. Yes. A, a, you a use a term a lot um, called, like... Where you say something is fantasy as hell. Yes. And this film is fantasy and hell as hell, but I've just always wondered what... How does something go from being fantasy to being fantasy as hell? Um, okay. Well, it's just like, just taking something to the, to the nth degree, effectively. Going like, saying, things can be, there are fantasy films, and they make perfect Mm. sense. They're just like, the setting is fantasy or whatever. Krull is like, if someone had a collection of fantasy books in their youth, and then 30 years later had to write a film and had to come up with like a bunch of rad fantasy shit to happen in this film like in one night and they just (laughs) they like tried to recall these titles for books and just threw them all on a whiteboard and then made a film from that bullet point list like that is what is fantasy as shit about this movie they just like keep coming up with like rad ideas yeah (laughs) like the fucking prophecy at the start of this film being like the slayers and the beast and stuff like that it's like (laughs) come on man what are we doing here (laughs) yeah i'm into it uh and there's so much like everyone pulls these like plot devices just out of their out of their hats yeah and everyone in the world is like ah yes we know this from the prophecy i feel like it is very dangerous it's true a lot of i feel like that's true but a lot of the characters i feel like are just going along with whatever happens especially the main character colwyn oh yes he's just like on his face yeah he's just some dude like following along like various people telling him what to do and he's just like like when the fucking okay this is a real ass sentence that we're gonna get to when the emerald seer has taken to them to the emerald temple gareth and yeah. and 
he gets there and he's like, only the one who seeks the knowledge may enter. <laughs> and Colwyn's just like, doesn't even say anything. He's just like, yeah, that makes sense. And they just go in together. <laughs> like, that. that is exactly the aesthetic of Krull. Like, that whole yeah. vibe. Just strange, Absolutely. insane fantasy things happening to a person. And that person could be you, if you watch. So Yes. Are we ready to get into it? See how it's yes. synced up with our favourite pink floyd album gareth is this still your favorite pink floyd album yeah i mean yeah, it kind of has to be by default right at this <laughs> yeah. point I've, more, I've listened to it more than any other pink floyd album and potentially <laughs> any album ever <laughs> so you yeah know. yeah <laughs> <laughs> so yeah i feel like by sheer like sheer girth of listening <laughs> It's my favorite, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, like if you die and they like give you all the stats of your life oh and you God. see that this much time was spent listening to Pink Floyd and they're like, <laughs> you get to heaven and they've like <laughs> looked at only the stats of your life and they're trying to build your perfect heaven and they're like, oh, you listen to Dark Side of the Moon a lot. So here you go. It's all Dark Side of the Moon themed. Just on all the time. I'd yeah, be like, that's what you liked. I would be like, I'm not... I'm not angry, yeah, but I am upset. <laughs> I'm used to it. I, I would get, I would get used to it. I think it'd be fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Shall All we? Right. Shall we talk about Krull and how it's yes, synced please. up? Let's do it. Okay, speak to me, Gareth. Here we go. Starting the album. We're playing over just like the glaive flying around in space. <laughs> The Glaive, for people that haven't seen Krull, which I assume there are multiple, um, is like a five-pointed star-shaped weapon uh, made of gold that has little, like, extendy blades coming out the end. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and we just... It operates like a boomerang or a frisbee. Yeah, but basically has, like, a will of its own. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah. It, again, fantasy is shit. It's never explained what it does, what it's for, but, you know... Um, yeah, it flies around in space and reveals our sweet title card, Krull, which is like a massive, oh, like, yes. glowing thing in space. Um, this, this fucking movie starts out so fucking hard, it's so funny. Um, we get, we're getting lovely breathe, playing over this, like, <laughs> spaceship slash rock flying yeah. through space that, like, get, reaches a point in space and then, like, spins around and then descends onto a planet and we see that it's, like, a big building that is, like, or, like, mm. a big castle made of, like, shards of rock and stuff. It's fucking wild, the start of yeah. this movie. You're so right that it goes, starts off so hard, but it's the rare thing where it's going hard and slow. Oh, like, yeah. It is just drifting across, like, two suns landing on this planet... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So there's the planet of Krull, which I feel like is mentioned in the start of this episode of this episode of this um of this film. But then like it doesn't matter. It's not important at all. It's just got a crazy yeah. name. Krull's just the name of the planet. Okay. Importantly, the the beast is an alien. We're getting some like a uh, little bit of expositiony stuff at the start. Mm. With like, yeah, the beast and the slayers and the black fortress. <laughs> the, this thing that's come down from space is called the black fortress. And uh, yeah, yeah, we've got the beast chilling in there. He's our main antagonist. 
Um, and yeah, his little friends, the Slayers, who I think we see at this point. Um, with... Yeah, they start like heading out, ready to do some slaying. Yeah. <laughs> this, like, I am in good hands already because this little intro says the line, Whether the prophecy be true! <laughs> Which is something that I wish was said more. <laughs> yeah. I wish there was more prophecy in my life, Gareth. <sighs> I guess I just, you could start, I like, just want to abide by getting it. real into horoscopes and call them the prophecy. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, I guess so. It's pretty much on the same level, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The prophecy be true, I will face challenges in communication today. <laughs> Thine lucky numbers, 14, <laughs> 38. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, yeah. There's a girl of ancient name that shall become queen, and her child will rule the galaxy, Gareth. Yes. That's the gist of this prophecy. Um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's not, like, super important to the movie. I feel like it, if there were sequels, it would be. Yeah, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, like, a bit with, um, we meet, uh, main girl Lissa. The princess, beautiful flowing uh, orange locks she's got. Yeah. Um, there's a, about to be a marriage between her and Colwyn, who's our main character guy. The hero, fantasy hero trope one here. Um, <laughs> he is uh, traveling with like a retinue of dudes, his father and all that, to the castle to like have this marriage and form an alliance between like two kingdoms because yes the, the beast is here and he's fucking everything up it's basically <laughs> yeah. the gist of crow is that like a fucking alien lands in a fantasy land and just starts wrecking shop and the kingdoms have to like come together to to stop an alien invasion <laughs> yeah that's pretty much it that sums it up and as awesome as it is yeah but just imagine if you'd taken a long time to say that sentence and you'd like looked out a few windows mid-word oh then yeah you're getting the crawl experience that's the true crawl following yes absolutely yeah. oh my god yeah it just sounds like a fever dream whenever you try and describe it like <laughs> yeah. you explain all this stuff and then they're like what was the movie's name again you're like crawl <laughs> we're like mm, okay <laughs> uh we get yeah so they're traveling uh, all over to the castle over on the run. There's a good horse yeah. horse riding sequence with on the run, which is like as close as we're gonna get to like cars and crawl. <laughs> so you oh, know. there's one thing we're coming up to that are essentially cars. Oh yeah, and that... I love them. Oh yes, okay, okay. Um, yeah, so the yeah the crash sound and on the run doesn't really align with much. Except it's like happens like no. just before they arrive. So whatever. Um, yeah, the they open up the like castle gates and we're getting like footsteps on the album, mm. and that like is aligning with like these hoofbeats on the on the the castle floor. All the horses coming in, trotting in. That's working for me. I'm okay with yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, that's good. Could be horses on the album. We don't know. <laughs> um, yeah. So what have I got next? We got uh, yeah, Colin. He's like, I'm gonna like align these two nations and then lead the army of their combined forces against the slayers and take yeah. them down um and yeah listen seems very excited for the marriage it's gonna be good they kind of like hitting it off 
Um, yeah, he gets a little bit like men's rights. Oh, yeah. And there, like, she's like, my father says good warriors make bad husbands. And he's like, ooh, that depends if you want a husband who will jump when you say jump and stuff. And you're like, yeah. dude. All right. All right, Colwyn. <laughs> I mean, we don't know what year it is on Kroll, but this is probably, this could be real outdated. Mate, it's 2020 on Earth. Step it up. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we haven't really analysed Colwyn yet. Colwyn is our hero. Yeah, he has very eighties hair. Massively he dresses so. like Robin Hood. Yep, um, very tight, stripy tights. Yes, um, and he is stoked to be in a movie. He is so happy that he's like. <laughs> getting to be on screen saying this stuff and yeah, he forgets a lot that his character isn't stoked yes i feel a lot of the time the actor is just like thrilled to be there and having yeah. a great time on set but like forgets to do any real acting <laughs> yeah just sort of sure. like having fun with all the stuff that's happening around him you know i do love now his this... i love his princely oh, aesthetic as you say his yeah, like tights sure. that he wears throughout the whole movie which is hilarious um yeah, very old the, school fantasy. The actor who played him went to Juilliard. Cool. And he was in there at the same time as Kelsey Grammer. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Imagine yeah, very different careers. Yeah, imagine a world where Kelsey Grammer was the lead of Kroll and uh, oh. this guy went on to be in, in Frasier. <laughs> or imagine same person, like, after Kroll went into Cheers and Frasier. Wow yeah yeah that'd be pretty oh, crazy that would be awesome yeah i don't know he does kind of have he's got like the hero's aesthetic you know mm. he's got this great wavy prince here which i'm into yes yeah he's got a he's good very vibe. much your post luke skywalker hero oh totally yes yeah he's filling that archetype almost exactly except for his like shitty little beard that he's got going on but you <laughs> yeah know. it's not great no and that's coming from me <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. Um, yeah. So the wedding is coming up. It's going to be at Moonrise, and uh, yes. the, there's a really uh, there's a lot of pomp and circumstance at this here wedding. A lot of like ritual type stuff, like mm. we were talking about earlier. The the two like dads come out with these like flaming scepters, and they're like a single kingdom under our children, and then they like extinguish their flames. Like effectively giving up their kingdom rights in this in this instance. There's a yeah. lot of flame imagery throughout this whole sequence. I don't know. Oh heck yeah! Some kind of crawl custom, a, a crawlstom out there. <laughs> I, I don't really know, but flame appears to be important. Um, but yeah, uh, marriage is going well. But there's like <laughs> fucking some dark riders are coming out. The slayers. We don't really get a good look at them here. Uh, but it's coming on as uh, Time's vocal just begins, just kicks in as soon as we see these riders coming out. Yeah. Uh, I'm into it. And there's this old ass yeah. dude with fingerless gloves <laughs> in the woods <laughs> who's just hanging out. He's looking worried. He's got friendly... Oh, I was trying to figure out what my note meant when I wrote an old man looks. And that's what it is. That yeah. is what it is. Yes, this <laughs> this little old man. He's got friendly chops. We'll meet him in a mm. bit. Um... Yeah, so the wedding itself starts with their, like, walking down the aisle. And there's these... <laughs> the guards of both kingdoms are here. And they're just slapping their shields with swords. Going, blap, 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 all the way down. And all the armor 
of all these guards is like very stormtrooper-esque it looks like it's made out of plastic um yeah you could like buy an action figure of one of these guards pretty easily or buy any Mm. other action figure and melt it down a bit to make it look like one of these guards um yeah what are you doing to your stormtrooper i'm making a crawl i'm turning him into a crawl guard (laughs) all right boy (laughs) i'm recreating the wedding scene (laughs) in my favorite film crawl that boy the thing is, in cried. 1983, there would have been kids where this was their favourite movie and they, like, talked about it all the time, like, with their parents. And, oh, yeah, God, totally. Dreamt if, of a crawl sequel that if, never came. It would have been me. If I was born, like... <laughs> yeah, if I was born, like, 15 years earlier or something and I was old enough to have seen this in the cinema, I reckon I would have been, like... I would have not been allowed to see Star Wars because I'd be too young. And the first thing that I'd been able to see would be Krull <laughs> in the cinema. And it would have just, like, yeah. blown my mind. Everyone would be talking about Star Wars. And I'd be like, yeah, but have you seen Krull? <laughs> <laughs> you finally oh do God. get to see Star Wars and you're like, oh, yeah, it's like it's like Krull. And they totally ripped off Krull. <laughs> <laughs> it's Krull, but with space. Oh, my gosh. This dude's what in the would... desert. What's his deal? <laughs> What would you have done for the further, like, eight crawl sequels? Or uh, is this jumping ahead way too much? I don't know. I, 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 are you wanting me to pitch eight crawl sequels to you, Gareth? Because that's a yeah, lot of right work. Now. Oh my god. I feel like you've thrown to me for bits that haven't been prepared for before. But, wow, this is a big ask. Um, <laughs> I suppose the next one is, like, the Beast wins or something. And yeah. he finds out maybe... Rise of the Beast. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, the heroes win again. And then the prequels. Of course. About how the Beast became the Beast. Yes. That's actually, that sounds awesome. We're back in. (laughs) (laughs) Sounds great. Yeah. And I'd love to see more of the planet crawl. I bet they've got like an ice part and like. Yeah. We've seen it. There is an ice part. We saw it. Oh, there is a. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, we've seen most of Kroll because the Black Fortress famously tra- teleports itself all around Kroll. Yeah, just for a bit. A perfect yeah. defense system. <laughs> yeah. It takes a whole oh day as well. Makes getting mail really difficult. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, sorry. Oh, we're at the wedding. Yes, okay. Uh, yeah, so they're bashing their shields. Very excited. Um... So the marriage ceremony involves giving uh, Colin like has a like flaming scepter just like his dad had earlier, and he says, "I give fire to water," and he just like dunks it in the water. Yeah. And apparently, the fire will return in the hand of the woman he loves, and so Melissa like dunks her hand in, and then pulls out this like very badly <laughs> inserted <laughs> flame attached to her hand. A lot of the special effects in this movie are not great. I probably yeah. they're probably fine for the time, but like there's some sketchy stuff happens. There's some really yeah. great stuff later on, but like some of the green screen looks really bad. So, but uh, other things I, I fucking love, and I'm very excited to talk about them. Um, yeah. Yes. Uh, uh, so she's got the fire in her hand when suddenly the Slayers attack. They're here, Gareth. And they're firing fucking laser beams <laughs> yeah. out of like weird little scepter things that they have. Um, 
So the aesthetic of the scepters of the not the scepters the slayers they look like even more like melted down action men. They've got like yeah, uh, they look kind of like um, little little crab men or something. They've got like perfectly spherical heads mm. and, uh, encased in like um, like chitinous armor, effectively. Uh, and yeah, when you see one die, I think you see one die here in the like fight scene that happens. But like the little egg head of theirs like bursts open, and a tiny yeah. little squid like crawls into the floor. It's very yeah. upsetting. Um, I don't know. Do you think they're like dead, or do they escape into the floor to slay, to slay again? Yeah. So point? that's what I think is happening. The life cycle of the Slayer. I'm ready to get into here. Um, <laughs> I think that like yeah, the the armor that they walk around in is like a shell, and the like true Slayer is this little like squiddy thing that like goes into mm. the ground, and that like returns to the Black Fortress to like get a new shell effectively i like that a lot it, yeah. like burrows its way there yeah but it can just like it sort of just goes into the ground like no matter where it is like it happens in the middle of a castle for one <laughs> yeah but, and know. it's like it must be some sort of stop motion or something and they've they speed it up and it really really oh. looks like no matter what audio file you're playing whether it be pink floyd or the movie soundtrack you want to hear it go like I'm getting out of here. <laughs> yeah, man. Unfortunately, I think when the Slayers die in the actual soundtrack, they make this horrific, like, screech noise every time. <gasps> they do. Yeah, they go yes. like... As soon as they die, it's no good. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, when they're fighting with swords and stuff, um, their, little, um, their little weapons create, like, red electricity whenever they hit anything. Yeah. Which is another great little effect. Again, very Star Wars-y, this whole thing. All yeah. the, like, laser beams and light effects and stuff. They're like, we've got the technology to do this, and we're going to use the shit out of it in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm into it. Um, Sam. So, throughout this fight, the, um, the kings of both nations get killed off. Very mm. sad. And uh, Lissa gets, like, kidnapped and taken by the Slayers gets taken away as we go into um great gig yeah um yeah very good like time for it to get sad yeah she's getting like taken away by the slayers and like calling out to colwyn um mm. through adr i'm pretty sure <laughs> There's a lot of adr <laughs> in this movie but we don't really experience that um but yeah it, it, it's like he goes down he gets shot by like one of one laser to the shoulder which isn't enough to kill him but it like enough to incapacitate him and go down yeah or something like that yeah um but yeah they ride off to the bloody black fortress <laughs> a lot of cheering slayers around here yeah the slayers are very supportive of each other yeah they're having a great time <laughs> <laughs> The vocals uh, kick in for Great Gig in the Sky kind of as soon as the Slayers win as well. Yeah, like. it's true. They'd like set like one little cart on fire. I think mainly because <laughs> the like remainder of the set isn't flammable. It's all like big stone structures. Yeah. And so they're like, ah, we'll just set this one thing that we can set on fire aflame, you know? <laughs> Just to, yeah. to prove a point. Give a message across. Yeah. If there was more things made of wood around here, they would have set more on fire, but you know. Mm. Um, yes. Okay. So uh, my next note is, is fantasy as shit. It says, a, <laughs> a lone rider arrives at the battlements and heals Colwyn. 
Uh, he, yeah. he like rubs some like weird little like putty or some shit on his wound. It looks gross, <laughs> um, like a salve or something. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's our fingerless gloved um, friendly chops man from earlier from the woods, who's showed the up. The old one. He is the old one. His name's Inir in the film. I think is how it's said. It's spelt Y N Y R, which is yeah awful <laughs> uh, very fantasy yes and a little bit welsh oh yeah you knew uh he speaks pretty much all of his dialogue like this the whole time it's pretty great um yeah but yeah he's he says that colwyn's effectively become king because his his dad and and also the other guy's kingdom uh the other king has also died so he's king of both kingdoms yeah but colwyn's cut up about this his dad's dead and he doesn't really want to continue on. He's, like, cowering. Yeah, he does a very interesting... So he's got a shirt off. Yeah. And he, yeah, he, like, cowers and he, like, like tenses up to show that he's sad. Yeah. He's so doing it in a way that flexes his abs. Oh, totally, yeah. He's showing off yeah. his buff bod. This is, yeah. like, one shirtless scene, I think, in the whole movie. So, you know. Yeah. Gotta do what you gotta like, do. He, I want a shirtless scene. It's like, okay, but you're going to cry in it. Yeah. And he's like, I'll no, figure right. this out. I'll just tense my whole body, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, you know, like you do when you cry? Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway. Uh, Ines, like, disappointed in, in him and ready to ride off. But he's like, Colin's like, oh, you know how to save Lissa? And they're like, yeah. It's like, you've got to go to the Black Fortress. He's like, will you take me to it? And he's like, well... <laughs> no you you'll fail <laughs> and so they but there is another way they, they can get the glaive gareth yes that we've seen in the intro um this is the crux of the crawl plot because it's you must do this thing yeah it is impossible but there is another way there's but another in order way to do this we must do this it is the only way yeah except for this the other way that is the only the way the other only way yeah 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 so they go to all this trouble they like the next bit of the quest effectively is to get the glaive um which involves yeah. climbing a lot of mountains <laughs> um over- oh my god he spins i timed it okay so yeah they get to the mountain he sends colwyn up we launch into colwyn money then- here yes yeah okay colwyn is silently other than money climbing this mountain at one point he has to dodge some rocks yeah. Then he gets back to climbing a mountain. It shoots him from a huge distance, the yeah. camera. Massively far away. Yeah. And he climbs this mountain silently for three minutes and five seconds. Holy shit. Which is the length of DNA by Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> Kyoto by Phoebe Bridges, or DDFH by Run the Jewels. Wow. There you and go. And those songs, a lot happens in. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah, not a short song yeah <clears throat> imagine if they were all the music video like the music video was just him <laughs> climbing this mountain yeah dodging large polystyrene rocks oh, oh my god it's so lame. instead of like the kendrick lamar one that is like one of the definitive music videos of the last like 10 years oh my god it's just no. Re- colin climbing yeah replace it with fucking krull man krull only destroy yeah. other art <laughs> It's my call to action. Merry Christmas. Uh, um, <laughs> that should be the merch for this um, show. Is crawl only, destroy other art, Merry, Merry Christmas. Christmas. Fucking hell. That's a complicated <laughs> shit. I like it. Yeah. Um, 
anyway yeah it goes for like a lot of money solo this whole sequence yeah um yeah before he even reaches the fucking cave um but we get there eventually uh the vocal kicks back in and we've got uh smoky and like ominous lava flowing everywhere this lava mm. is pretty much just water lit from below with red light but you know yeah do what you can um he's cruising for a bruise and gareth as he reaches for the lava to get yeah. to get that glaive he puts his hand in the lava no reservation by the way he's just keen to put his hand in that lava yeah dead dead keen he does it it's <laughs> like he's just grinning away very excited there's like more bad cg'd on flame onto his arm mm. uh very good uh yeah um <laughs> he lifts it up like into the air big hero pose and like all this like crap falls off the glaive because it was buried in lava and it's like oh look yeah. here it is in all its glory the thing from the movie crawl <laughs> <laughs> um the okay. hottest toy of 1983 yeah we get a glaive we get like so this is the next bit is like a really the first of like many surreal shots of within the black fortress which mm. i fucking love this movie for um the, yeah we, if you're gonna watch this film even if you're not into fantasy or into bad movies or good movies <laughs> you just like looking at things yeah these are the shots that are worthwhile yeah if someone could cut all this together in a music into a music video that would be great this would work Heck really yeah. well um yeah all the black fortress stuff um yeah so we zoom in on like a, an eye and a floating in dark space and mm. this is like within the fortress is like a room inside it and we see like lissa in there she's listening to like a little voiceover of the beast who's just mocking her yeah and we're hearing a sax solo so that's funny <laughs> the sax solo from us and them just like we're having this surreal experience and it's just good times <laughs> um yes we learn that the the black fortress moves every sunrise as it's like mm. power which you mentioned before um also yinia says here that he can't he's like wait until you need to use it the glaive is like you'll know the time is right when you when you use it yeah and, and we're gonna circle back to that at some point because when he starts using the glaive as soon as Yunier is kind of out of the picture he just starts <laughs> using it for everything and it's really funny yeah um it's just so like lazy writing because it's like they shouldn't have put the glaive moment here or they should have had him unable oh to use the glaive or something i feel like the glaive should have been the macguffin for the film like i feel like it should have been like right at the end that they get this yes. and then they go into the black fortress right like it shouldn't have been like 20 minutes in <laughs> yeah instead of spending the whole time trying to find out where the black fortress is yeah it should have been where to get the glaive right that would yeah. have made, made way more sense anyway uh Ugh. so that's what we have to do now we could be looking for the glaive but instead we're looking for where the fortress is and in order to do that we must seek the blind emerald seer <laughs> oh yes of course you know uh. that's just again it's just like more rad fantasy shit that is thrown in your face of course that's yeah. what we have to do yeah and colwyn's just like oh yeah <laughs> okay let's go <laughs> and so yeah uh, off they off they trot um 
Uh, the next bit, we meet my least favorite character here. Uh, yes. Like a, a glowing light flies into like a pool or a little lake or something, a little pond. And we've got uh, our comic relief character, Ergo the Magnificent, Gareth. Um, fun fact, this guy is in in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Uh, it's no like way. one of the like people in that great montage of all the people like looking around for like doing anything to get wonka bars he's like one of those people which is great he so is yeah oh my gosh uh but he has a much bigger role here yeah uh yeah he's he is a yeah inept wizard who can transform into animals and yeah yeah he's sort of like a bad monty python kind of character i guess that's kind of the vibe yeah he's yeah i think he thinks he has the power to transform other people into animals but he only ever manages to transform himself um still a great power like yeah but yeah he's like frustrated and useless basically using his magic to steal food and that's sort of the extent of what he's been doing up until this point but yeah i don't know he had a difference in opinion over a pie oh and that's also when he says difference of opinion pink floyd say matter of words so there you go it's sort of something that counts yeah they're listening uh <laughs> yeah no it so in like retaliation from a remark from colwyn he tries to like turn him into a goose but yeah transforms into a goose himself with like again really it looks like if someone tried to animate an Animorphs transformation (laughs) from the cover of Animorphs. Yeah. And that, like, he sort of, like, sticks his hand out and that becomes the goose's neck and head. It's not good. I'm pretty sure they don't show any other animal transformations on screen after Uh, this. Yeah, they show one more, but they do... They shoot them in, like, what? Six frames a second. Yeah. It's just, like... Duk, 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 duk. like it is exactly an animorphs cover if animorphs came with like a page flipping thing oh yeah like a, yeah. a flipperama of animorphs transformation <laughs> yeah. man why didn't they do that that would have been hilarious Heck yeah like down the bottom corner of the page you could just have the little like <laughs> fucking teenage kid turning into like a dolphin <laughs> that would be awesome like across the whole book as you're reading yeah. he gets more and more into a dolphin yeah that oh, come Dang. on Come on, Animorphs. That, that I feel like this is the second time on the show we've fixed Animorphs. <laughs> Man, it's just it just needs so much fixing, you know. Mm. What a fucking wild series. Oh, yeah. I want to do if, if there's some, if we can somehow sync Pink Floyd with Animorphs, I'd be down to talk about one of those books because they are fucking oh, heck wild. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god. Um. Anyway, yeah, he delivers this like weird. Um, monologue about himself he says he's short in stature tall in power narrow of purpose and wide of vision which is just nothing (laughs) (laughs) yeah it sucks uh yeah but yeah what an odd character yeah here he is he like is gonna like fuck off and leave them alone but he encounters a strange cyclops in the woods gareth uh this is your first shot of the cyclops and i was genuinely scared as well because he doesn't yeah. look right <laughs> oh my Le- god i legit legit yeah got a fright from the cyclops <laughs> yeah he's very upsetting looking yeah it's like they've just covered over his eyes with makeup um i <laughs> don't think he blinks yet though he can blink uh, and when that happens boy howdy <laughs> and they've balanced exciting. out because obviously having this eye 
made of makeup has like jutted his face out so they've balanced it out for a really big wig with a very nice little fringe mm. yeah yeah uh, oh he's got yeah he's we'll got get this... into i feel like we'll dissect him properly when he joins the action but yes yeah. cyclops i i don't like him <laughs> we've got more to say yeah we'll get to yeah him. um yeah he anyway ergo joins the party and uh we get a shot of the black fortress uh doing its teleporting thing transporting to our icy location that we mentioned mm. earlier proving in his point that it changes location every morning yeah what a what a nightmare but you know <laughs> yeah when you're trying to like run the slayers like mm. you gotta do what you these little do. squid slayers like would have so much trouble trying to get back home to oh get their new bodies. If you are like further than a day's trip away, you're gonna like be yeah. waiting around under the ground somehow, trying to wait for it to get close to you. Oh. oh. There's no yeah, unless they can travel really, really far, but we oh, we know of only one thing that can do that and <laughs> <laughs> uh we get yeah, we get more shots of uh Lissa in her little like prison zone and there's like a, a crown and robe like sort of appears before her spectrally mm. like the beast is sort of in- inviting her and tempting her into like uh being with him because he's way better yeah. than Cohen. <laughs> like he can give her like all kinds of power and stuff and rule the galaxy etc um yeah we have we don't see the beast yet but we kind of it's almost like the beast is the castle which is very interesting yeah it's yeah very much like tied to his power anyway he's, yeah yeah it's very representative of him all the sets and stuff we see like yeah like an eye and later on like a giant hand mm. and stuff it's just yeah it's it's great it's like a tool video brought to life <laughs> yeah which is very fun um yeah it's such a beautiful set yeah we got uh so and the speaking next of beautiful is, set Let's meet a beautiful yeah. set of bandits in this scene. <laughs> yeah, they are. Our friends. Um, yeah, they're getting ambushed in like a rocky pass. And um, yeah. the group of robbers here um, feature Robbie Coltrane of Hagrid fame. Um, <laughs> and Liam Neeson. Uh, yeah, of, Liam Neeson's in this film. Of, of further great acting fame. <laughs> um and yeah also alan armstrong who's like i think he's like a pretty big actor as well he plays the leader torquil um yeah who he has, crushes it as well he's really good in this yeah he's great for, he's, what, for what he does he's got like a big um great great outfit one he's got like this furry coat and stuff that he wears but he's got this like uh chain neck piece with little nails mm. sticking out of it it's very edgy bandit aesthetic i like it a lot yeah um Anyway, Robbie Coltrane, on the other hand, looks like Super Mario. He sure does. He's just rocking like, um, yeah, overalls and like partially like shaved sides. Yeah, and, very like, of ahead of his time. Big old mustache on him. He does yeah. look a lot like Super Mario. It's great. It's also not his voice in the actual non-Pink Floyd version. Oh, really? That's yeah. He's been dubbed, which I just found out. Oh man, I feel like a lot of people were dubbed. Like, Lissa's yeah. voice is almost definitely not her own. I'm pretty sure all of her dialogue is replaced. Um, I wonder if this was originally shot in, like, a different language or something. <laughs> maybe. Although, the, like, the, the voice sync wouldn't work, though, if that yeah. were the case, right? Oh, man. I yeah, don't know. good point. Maybe just they had very different plans for it. Mm. While we're talking originally about... Originally, everyone was to be British. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That would have been, yeah. That's kind of what they were hoping for, right? 
Yeah. Um, yeah, they've got... Uh, while we're talking about people's outfits, we've got uh, Liam Neeson, who's rocking just a, a mullet this whole time. Which yeah, is, little braids as well, right? Yeah, man. Oh, it's strong, strong fashion sense here in this bandit party. Um, yeah. Anyway, they get convinced to like come along because uh, Colwyn's king, and he like holds the key to their manacles because mm. they're they're all like escaped prisoners under Torquil. Um, and they yeah they all basically will receive pardons if they come along on this journey um yeah and Torquil weirdly won't remove his manacles until the job is done he's pretty reluctant throughout the whole movie to remove his manacles even when the job is done um (laughs) yeah which is really weird but you know maybe he just must be someone else going on he loves those manacles he just got used to them (laughs) yeah yeah it's this some story there it'll come up in Kroll 2 son of Kroll um yeah anyway yeah the yeah, the team they're moving on as we go into um brain damage and they get ambushed by a slayer out in the field yes. Ergo's just like fucking picking flowers or doing something stupid and then yeah, <laughs> yeah. uh the cyclops saves him and like a bizarre sequence of shots he like stands there throws a spear from standing position it pierces mm. the slayer uh, who does his like slayer thing where his little like head bit comes out and then yeah, he just the cyclops takes one step backwards behind a tree <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and yeah we get like a little bit of um uh background information from uh Yanir about the cyclops about how they were like also from another world and um mm. lost their eye through like a a deal with the beast but he tricked them into seeing the future but only the few the only future they can see is that time of their own death so they're very sad creatures um yeah yes a very cool idea that this film does not know what to do with no yeah again i feel like this is just like it's someone thought this was a cool fantasy thing and then yeah yeah, just it's just dropped into this film never used really like yeah this will happen like the the cyclops knows when his death is coming um but like yeah that's it's still not that interesting <laughs> no it doesn't really add anything. where do you think his other eye was because his know. eye is dead in the middle of his face yeah i think they no they traded their other eye for this for this power right yeah yeah to see but the where future. did it used to be did they used to have human wide set eyes or was there another eye like like, yeah they were just like normal looking dudes and like like morphed them into the cyclops they were originally called biclops (laughs) (laughs) yeah you know but never mind um (laughs) yeah it's it's very upsetting he does some blinking here as well and you're like oh my god i want to know who was in control of the cyclops's eye on krull whether it was the actor or someone off screen who yeah. just like was in full command of whenever the cyclops blinked because <laughs> like the fucking work that goes into making this thing blink is wild it's... yeah i feel like it would have been super noticeable if he never blinked oh my god like, that's true someone would have complained but i'm complaining that he does blink because i don't like it it sucks it's very upsetting looking <laughs> it's because yeah. he does it so deliberately every time <laughs> yeah. it's like right in your face um 
Oh he's definitely God. one of those guys who blinks um, manually. Yes. Just think about it. Like, oh, I'm getting a bit dry. Blink. <laughs> Better do something about that one. Well, for him, yeah. it is like a huge undertaking. And his defense, yeah, that his eye is like this horrific contraption made out of makeup and animatronics. So, yeah. you know, it takes a lot. Oh, man. But yeah, if, if we could get anyone, anyone at all on the pod, I want to, I want whoever was in control of the Cyclops' eye on Kroll as a special yeah. guest star. For, <laughs> that, that's who I want to pass this podcast on to when I die, that person, Ooh, if possible. Yeah. Um, so I have to just hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. Or, watch, or your surrogate movies. will hang out with them, you know. Oh yeah, true. Yeah. Depending on who yeah. dies first. <laughs> I'm going to pass mine on to one of the kids from the bling ring. Okay, that's good. Yeah, the actual, actual criminals. Oh wow, yeah. okay, actual criminals. Sweet, that'll be interesting podcast. Yeah, um, people would not be tuning in for the Pink Floyd element. No. <laughs> Maybe they would. Uh, yeah. So yeah, we're going into Eclipse as we fucking <laughs> slip through like a weird 2D crack in the wall uh to go yeah. visit the emerald seer it's like it's this is so bad and pretty inexcusable there's like just a line appears and then they go through like one comp shot onto the other it's so funny yeah through like a little crack in the wall and yeah that's how we end the first playthrough of our album gareth yeah yeah now we get to hang out with the blind emerald seer for the entirety of breathe yeah here he is he's chilling in his little cave i like his look he's like yeah. a very old man very very old um who's yeah just chilling out on a stool with like a small child who's his like attendant because he's blind i guess yeah in the fantasy realm um uh Torquil just steals some loose emeralds in this cave he's like ah some treasure here he's still like feels like getting his chains off is not good enough of a reward <laughs> and so he's yeah. still out there trying to make some cash out of this journey um well bloody old robbie coltrane's also complaining that they're not getting paid it's true the whole time it's very true he like right up until he dies he's just like yeah. fucking so angry about this whole journey it's hilarious yeah um, he's, he's stroppy is the best yeah, word stroppy is accurate I'll, yeah. I'll give him that um we got ergo befriending the child and like stealing his candy from him yeah. there's like an extended discussion about like how little boys have candy and how ergo like wants some of that fucking ergo sucks man i'm not a big fan <laughs> yeah what a weirdo yeah uh but we've got to cut away from that to some more rad fantasy shit happening uh, there's a yeah. the, the crystal steer seer starts his magic and it's the crystal in front of him uh, starts spinning around very violently yeah um, and he creates this like bad cgi image of the black fortress in the air that sort of like builds up out of like smoke or something mm. i think is what is supposed to be happening doesn't look great but i'm into it um however this ritual is disrupted by the beast's hand appearing and crushing yes. crushing the crystal just out of thin air into this disrupts yeah. the vision um and then they all get blown by like spectral wind <laughs> which is very funny yeah and we get my favorite line in the whole film which oh, wow. is the beast does not like curious seers poking into his affairs <laughs> yes yeah the such best. a good line such a like this could be in 
a lurican dark side of the moon somewhere. <laughs> oh, totally. Absolutely, yes. Yeah. Um, oh, if they did like a fucking like full-on fantasy album, I'd be so into it. Oh my god. They went uh, like way hard into prog, and it was just like this yeah. like fucking fantasy story. God damn. I guess Led Zeppelin are your high fantasy Pink Floyd. Pretty right? much, yeah. They're the ones who love Lord of the Rings. Yeah, but they're like more like more much more rocky than they're like yeah. much more prog rock than Pink Floyd are really, and they're like more of like an electronic group. I would say a lot yeah. of the time, although they have like ripping solos. Who's to say? Mm. Have you been getting into Bardcore? Bardcore? What is this? No? Oh my god, this is your... This is why they built the internet for you. Oh, okay. They constructed it for me? (laughs) People get medieval instruments and recreate pop songs and, like, change all the lyrics to be like... What? Instead, like, uh, there's a great one of Radiohead Creep, and it's like, instead of what the hell am I doing here, it's like, what in hell am I doing here? (laughs) I doth not belong here. Oh, that sounds very good. <laughs> it's great. Um, Hildegard von Slayen, it might be, is the like artist. Fantastic. I'll be yeah. looking that up after the show. Uh, it's, oh, oh my gosh. I want a review next episode. Oh yeah, we can do that. Your favorite bardcore. Sure. Um, yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, we got... Uh, cool. uh, yeah. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, yes, yeah, so the, the beast disrupted the old vision, and so yes. uh, we can't obviously do the vision here, because uh, there is only one place where the power of the beast cannot reach Gareth, and that is in the Emerald Temple, obviously. Yes, and this is the perfect, everyone knows what the Emerald Temple is. Oh, of course, it's in the fucking Great Swamp. The middle of the Great <laughs> Swamp, where the three trees stand, Gareth. <laughs> Again, Colwyn is just like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, let's, <laughs> let's go. Okay. So, yeah, we've got more MacGuffins to go to. Off we go. Um, on the Run is playing now. Yeah. We're wandering through some, like, some swamp lands. We're in this great swamp, and there's some slayers just standing in the mist. And yes. then some fucking arise out of the lake. <laughs> and they're all shooting their lasers at the group. It's great. It's just, yeah, I feel like the Slayers don't need to breathe, potentially. They're just, like, these weird, like, crustacean-type people. Um, Yeah. Yeah. uh, Maybe they build their uh, outfits under the ground out of, like, rocks and stuff. Oh, I like that, yeah. Yeah, that's where they go back into the ground. They pop out fully formed. I like that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That is now canon. That's Kroll canon. Okay. Um... (laughs) Yeah, so the, they're having a bit of fighting. Uh, the Cyclops, he's helping out with his spear yet again. He's got only, I think, only got one spear. But the <laughs> fucking work that he does, his, his yeah. kill-death ratio in this film is out of control. Yeah. Um, just, yeah, this single spear is putting in work. Uh, there's a big bad... And it means he has to go back and get it every time. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, I, the thing about it is, he only needs one shot to get one kill, so, you know, That's true. there you go. Yeah. You need. <laughs> if he ever missed, though, and just, like, oh, the guy looked at the spear he dropped, and he's just like, uh-oh. Oh, man. I'm pretty sure it's canon that they never miss, as well. Oh, okay. Like, because Yanir's, like, um, Ergo's, like, complaining, he's like, he pointed a spear right at me, and Ergo's like, if that had been the case, you would have been dead. That's right. So there you go. Yeah. 
kind of impressive especially with like the lack of depth perception that a cyclops <laughs> yeah. would have uh yeah we've got anyway they win they have like a big battle there's a lot of like everyone gets some kills in even um bloody robbie coltrane gets some it's pretty yeah. good with a little dagger someone one of the slayers gets like a net thrown on them which made me laugh a lot yes <laughs> defeated by a tiny net fucking amazing um yeah uh it's great but yeah they win they like all round on this one slayer who's just like presumably dies and then yeah, yeah this is also where the cyclops officially uh joins the group um yeah hanging out he's been following them mm. for some time and he's like yeah may as well make it official i've saved you guys asses twice yeah I'll come along uh yeah they're all talking about um things they wished for uh what they would wish for if they were given a wish <laughs> kind of irrelevant but you know um, yeah if it was like more character building yeah i suppose it'd be great but yeah we figure out we find out the kid wants a puppy yep ergo thinks that's dumb and then we do get the good line where the uh, cyclops would wish for ignorance yeah big respect to the cyclops it's a big yeah. same if i had to hang out with this kid and with ergo all the time <laughs> i too would be wishing for ignorance um yeah so what else have we got um yeah so we get more little interstitial things with um lissa and the beast this is pretty much a repeat of what happened before except that yeah. um there's a sequence where like lissa is running away from a couple of slayers and the like walls of the castle like fold in around her it's very upsetting looking she's like mm. she's about to be crushed by these like two colliding they look almost like giant teeth it's fucking weird um but yeah that's that's that happens yeah. and um what <laughs> in response the beast he turns the bloody ground to quicksand underneath the adventuring party because that's its yes power. and then yeah we get some quicksand stuff going on i don't know how yeah. accurate to real quicksand this is i don't really know much about quicksand so i can't really speak to whether or not this looks good sort of looks like yeah. there is a bunch of sand floating on what Definitely. appears to be water and that could be what real quicksand actually is, but I don't know. Um, anyway. Yeah, there's definitely a lot of sand. You yeah. knew, like, it took ages for the actors to get clean after that. Oh my god, yeah. Yeah, because they come out, like, fucking coated in sand. But yeah, they, yeah. they rescue pretty much everyone except for a, 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 a character who's called Mino, who we've never encountered really before. Sort of a, just <laughs> yeah. a, a red shirt guy in this, like, group of bandits dies yeah he's a very no one really mourns him either no he's a very dramatic death by like reaching his hand yeah. out like terminator 2 style you know but never mind <laughs> um, we also have to count this because in the quicksand they're sinking oh and we do count sinks that's true it is technically a sink yeah one sink there poor meno <laughs> sacrificed himself for the sink yeah also pink floyd do sing while you run and you run to catch up with the sun but it's sinking while this oh, is happening so it is it is a sink don't there's, worry there's some actual sinking happening with this sinking, yeah so the sinking is sinking there you go um <laughs> yes while this quicksand diversion is happening the um emerald seer has been like planted away safely luckily he wasn't in the danger zone don't know how yeah. being blind would have gone but um he's like just sort of sitting around and then in the background we see 
another emerald seer, like an identical oh, yes. copy fucking creeping up on him. And he comes over and touches his neck with like long extendy nails that are really bad. Um, mm. I feel like someone's gone in with the fucking Photoshop liquify tool and has dragged <laughs> out this man's fingernails in order to kill the other emerald seer. Um, yeah. Looks hilarious. Uh, but yes. I loved it. Yeah, the old the old Emerald Seer has been killed and replaced by another copy with like dark eyes. Yes. Uh, we will later find out this to be the changeling, Gareth, the servant <laughs> of the beast. I've got oh. so much fucking power on this show because of that we're doing this movie. I like this happens to me like in regular life a lot, and that I'm just like. <laughs> get distracted and want to talk like this about dark prophecies <laughs> and clouds on the horizon things like that yeah but yeah i can but do that's it. how this whole movie talks pretty much yeah i think that's maybe why i do that because of this <laughs> film is doing that voice like your you know power stance how you're supposed to like stand like a little superhero to make your like self feel more confident 100 percent, and definitely makes yeah. me feel stronger so yeah it's at least a happy place for me so yeah yeah uh, oh, i'd love it you in a job interview but you slip into that voice oh my god i, and then I, t- I graduated from yes years ago i graduated from the university when i toiled <laughs> away at my degree <laughs> And then I just have to do that voice for the entire job. Like, yeah. that's just who I am at work. Oh my god. It's like You're you wearing met... like a massive um, cloak all the time. <laughs> yeah, have you met James? He's that like oh. fantasy guy. <laughs> the Emerald Seer. Yeah, the guy with the crazy voice. He came into work one day and his eyes were dark. <laughs> Don't know why, but he seems like a good guy. Um, yes. Uh so the conveniently the cyclops thinks something's up and he uh notices the the real seer's body has been tossed into the quicksand and it Mm. like floats to the top with like a rumble um and yeah he like runs off to warn the group of the of this imposter among them um and yeah he reaches the the other group has reached the like three trees at the center of the swamp and only the one who seeks the knowledge may enter, Gareth. <laughs> um, and yeah, they he fucking saves the day yet again. The Cyclops, he hits yeah. his spear from like across the map and gets him. Uh, the, the changeling here turns fucking horrific. He becomes like a puppet in this instance, like or a mm. prosthetic or something. And turns into this like really fucked up screaming screeching face version yeah version he like of the melts voice. but yeah. also like deflates yeah yeah it's like big the thing vibes for this this yes. is like is the thing it's gonna get in this movie um he also like fucking coils into the ground as if he was a um slayer as well so yeah there you go good consistency there at least um mm. yes the changeling it is described as um yeah the yeah so now everyone like the child mourns and everyone surrounds the child to like you know i know it's so sad your only friend died except for colin who just like wanders off and is like <laughs> where will we go now yeah so what's what are we doing now boys yeah uh and he's like well now that we don't have the seer 
Like, the seer was going to tell us where the fortress was, and he can't do anything. That's, that was the only way, right? Wrong. Yeah. There's another way. And it's... What? Y- Yanir didn't want to do it because it's his ex-girlfriend, the fucking... <laughs> the widow of the web, Gareth. Oh. And so he's like, oh, fucking... Your risk is no greater than mine, he says. And so he's, he'll do it. He, I, yeah. I guess it'll be fine. Torkoal's here, like, fucking being the widow of the web's hype man as well, being like, her name is death. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a big old risk. But anyway, they, they're going to go on and do that at the end of uh, Great Gig. Uh, and yeah. Uh, Ergo turns himself into a puppy in order to cheer up the boy after his only friend has died. Yeah. Uh, fulfilling his wish from earlier in the scene. But of course, you know, he wanted to, you know, have a puppy forever, not just have pick up his friend and hold him yeah. as a puppy. You know, but, you know. Seems to help anyway. Um, yeah. But Who yeah. am I to yeah. judge? It's like movie logic, I guess, but yeah. Oh, well. The seer's fucking gone. You're not bringing him back. Yeah. Um. Anyway, yeah. Yanir, like, uh, they, the crew, like, make camp among some trees and stuff, and Yanir goes off to do the Widow's Web quest thing, and that's all good. And then, like, hmm. the boys have a chat about, like, wives and stuff. Apparently, Liam Neeson's character has a whole bunch of wives, and he's like, yeah, I can sort out, like, my one of my wives to come around here and cook us all some food. And that's exactly yeah. what happens. There's, like, a whole yeah. bunch of, like, ladies show up inexplicably and start, like, handing out food. It's pretty good. Good vibes around yeah. the camp. It's really weird that this happens, but, you know. Yeah, pretty sexist. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, yes, yeah, so the Beast has sent a woman among them to tempt Colwyn. Uh, mm. And we see... Uh, yes, yeah, so this is where we get the, like, the best scene in the whole movie, if you ask me. There's, like, we yeah. cut to, like, a giant fucking hand <laughs> set, uh, with, like, Lissa standing in it. Uh, she's trying to, like, escape the, um, the castle. And, mm. um, yeah, she goes into a room, and then, like, the robe and, uh, crown appear before her again. Uh, and then, <laughs> fucking, she's, like... No, no, that's not. Sorry, that's not what happens. Um, I need to reset because a lot happens in the space of about three seconds. So I need to get yeah. this right. So the robe and cloak that uh, she was seeing earlier appear on her. She's like wearing them, and yeah. then while that's happening, a giant hand bursts forth from the earth, like the beast hand from earlier that we saw. Yeah, gets as big as she is. Yep, it gets set on fire. And then, yeah. while on fire, it morphs into a rose, which is also on fire, and then extinguishes. That happens in, like, the space of three seconds, and it's fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. The- Again, like, if you don't enjoy movies, you'll enjoy that moment. Oh my god, it's fucking intense. I have no idea what it means, but mm. it sure is in this film. Um <laughs> the beast is like trying to like tempt Lissa now by like taking the form of Colwyn appears as him in the room but with like evil beast eyes yeah um, we've also seen what he looks like at this point as well which is just sort of like a weird big alien <laughs> guy yeah with like sharp very teeth. reptilian mouth yep. but other than that he's got yeah. little holes in the side of his head and like a big old like brain <laughs> mm. he looks really silly but I like him a lot yeah, the film also barely ever shows him in focus. Yeah, it's because they know that he looks a bit dumb. And I think yeah. they like they show him out of focus or in darkness 
or surrounded by smoke or obscured <laughs> by like other stuff so you know yeah, they aren't fully it's like confident. they're trying to do with jaws but not quite right yeah they aren't fully confident in their beast that they made yeah but you know Aww. uh yes they, if you learn anything from this show, it's be confident in your beast. Be confident in your beast form. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want merch of that. That's good. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, unfortunately, this doesn't work. Alyssa says, there's no love in that form, which is more great dialogue. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. So, so, instead, he, like, shows a vision of Colwyn and this woman that he's sent to woo, woo him. Um, mm. And if she, if not successful, then this woman will just kill him. Um, but unfortunately for the beast, this woman, of course, falls in love with Colwyn in the short <laughs> yeah. time that they've hung out together here at this campfire. Um, yeah, they've had like maybe said seventeen words to each other tops. Yeah, but she's in love, obviously. Yeah, and yeah, could have killed him in an instant with her creepy claw hand, but didn't because she fell in love with him. Really dumb. Uh, yeah. And, oh, yes. and Liss is like, suck it, nerd. <laughs> Even your, like, <laughs> followers suck. It is you who are betrayed. It's so funny. But yeah, the beast pissed. Yeah. Retreats off to come up with new dastardly ways to wreck the day. Um, and yeah, cut to the Yanir and the Widow's Web, Gareth. Yes. This is a great sequence. I love the Widow's Web. It's like this... Um, cluster of eggs i would describe in the middle of like hanging spider webs in this huge mm. cabin um quite clearly a model <laughs> <laughs> yeah but uh like very thunderbirds feeling um throughout it's great uh but yeah it's yinia is like trying to make his way over to this like thing in the middle where the widow of the web resides and a obviously like toy see-through skeleton not not skeleton um spider pops out yeah and is starting to come over he's moving his mandibles around very hungrily mm. trying to get over there um the soundtrack for the sequence is hilarious by the way it's really good but we aren't hearing it <laughs> yeah the scene actually i found has played so much better with different music yeah and it might be because the whole time he's crawling across this spider web, um, y- Yanir is yelling out, Lisa! Yeah, he, there's a lot of screaming back and forth uh, trying yeah. to get the information across here that, like, Yanir <laughs> knows who she is and for, like, yeah. to get some extra time and all this stuff. Like, she flips an hourglass inside there, giving a bit, a bit more time to get there. It's a one-off yeah. move that she can do. Um, there is another uh, this sequence takes a really long time for him to get there um yeah and yeah like there's a fucking scary skeleton face uh just chilling in this area of like another Mm. adventurer adventurer who's died trying to get to the widow's web it's funny it's pretty good yeah um, I didn't time it, but I feel like he spends more time trying to cross this web than he does actually speaking to the widow of the web. Seems about right, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, eventually he fucking makes it there. I've written thankfully in my notes because I got sick of <laughs> yeah. writing about it. Um, and yeah, uh, yeah, he makes it there over the line, the old man died, which like, I don't know, yes. he didn't die. So... But he did sort Close of enough. seal his face. Well, we also kind it, of... its That's kind of an anti-sync, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 
he also emerges like from the web as they say old man like we see an old man's face but yeah definitely an anti-sync yeah yeah um yeah so we transition to like any color you like and lissa is very old this so this this widow of the web lady is also called lissa they share that the yeah. name they i think the idea is that they thought that the prophecy was about them originally the per- oh. like that they would there would be a queen called lissa and she would be her child and that child would rule the galaxy you know but it turns yeah. out to be about this other lissa and this other colwyn again <laughs> who were like both born into royalty so probably a much clearer line to the to the whole ruling the galaxy thing but no. mm. anyway um yeah this this sequence is pretty fun she's like they um she sees like her younger self in the mirror which is cool she's like gets granted yeah. the ability to see how yania sees her or something like that <laughs> or like how he remembers her and then yeah her like age shifts which is pretty cool um oh she does say that they that they had a son together but she killed him which, yeah which is how she couldn't kill him which is she killed the son instead yeah like I don't that's not a good revenge uh it, it's just will give you more heartbreak i think yeah but you know okay um he is like it's fine i forgive you <laughs> like immediately <laughs> uh, but yeah she obviously can't forgive herself um yeah so she's like the plan is he she does see where the black fortress will rise for him which is in the black uh, it's in the the desert or something like that i can't remember now uh, the granite uh the, the iron desert i think it is iron desert yeah yeah um that's will be it will be next but of course she's like but that doesn't matter because you can't leave like you're trapped here now <laughs> um and he's because it, she had to use her hourglass magic to fucking get in there there's no way he's getting out in time um and yeah hmm. uh but they hatch a plan she's gonna give up her life so inside the crystal inside the um hourglass is her life force and potentially other people's life force if they hold the sand so as the sand runs out of the hourglass so too does her life run out and yeah so she breaks the hourglass and then like fills his hand with the sand but once all the sand rolls out of his hand he'll also die um and potentially she's already like dead at this point she'll like she'll die in a couple minutes or whatever because of this um but yeah it's it's very convoluted this whole thing but absolutely yeah they they sort of have to explain it. it i feel like this is the thing the kind of thing that would have to be explained over multiple pages of a book <laughs> but <laughs> yeah but you know it's again more like insane fantasy shit it's fun it's got yeah so the, there's now a mad dash for him to escape um and he lets like a little bit of sand drop out of his hand to keep the spider at bay because before that like made him stop and pause you know yeah. And just sort of the when the spider stops it also just like moves its little front pincers over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it does that very much in time to some Pink Floyd yeah. going out, out, out. But yeah, he manages to escape without all of his sand running out, thankfully. Mm. And yeah, like the spider's fucking obviously really pissed and jumps up on the egg and like jumps around like fuck. <laughs> yeah. I've never <laughs> I've never let anyone escape. God damn it. Yeah. 
I wanted another skeleton. Yeah, same, same, bro. <laughs> uh, but yeah, poor Liss is gonna die when the sand runs out, and yeah, Ania is like running back to the group with his life slowly draining. <clears throat> He's fucking screaming <laughs> about yeah. where the the fortress will rise. Imagine if he didn't make it; that would have sucked. Um, yeah, that would have been very much this movie. Yeah. Oh yeah, and then they've got to find some other crazy MacGuffin. It's like we've got to find yeah. the other old one, the the spare one that we had. <laughs> he lives in the and he too um, was formerly married to an ancient evil yeah. and all this stuff. He lives in the the Onyx Crucible at the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. You know that kind of thing. But, oh, that's good. But no, um, yeah, he manages to l- deliver the message to the crew who are all just still chilling at where they made camp, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he like dies. The last of the sand runs out of his hand over Eclipse. Yeah, awesome. this is the worst Colwyn moment because he looks, he's legit smiling. Yes. Yeah. As, um, you know, his hero dies. His mentor is dying. And this is the like Obi-Wan moment equivalent in yeah. Star Wars. And he's just grinning away <laughs> like, oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah, he says, like, my race is, is run, and the fucking, yeah, the, the end of Eclipse mm. happens. He also says that <laughs> that Colwyn shouldn't squander his power, which he is about to do a lot. Um, <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, so Ineo dies very dramatically, throwing his head back, which is very funny. Uh, and then he's like, the fucking Iron Desert is a thousand leagues away. What are we going to do? <sighs> and then immediately from off... Wait, wait, wait. I'm sorry. We've got to like picture yourself in a writing room. Okay. Yeah, you've ridden yourself into a corner that yeah. you have to get to the Iron Desert. In fact, no, you haven't ridden yourself into a corner. You're choosing where everything is. You exactly. don't have to make this a thousand leagues away. No, Iron Desert, but... it's on the board. Iron Desert, thousand leagues away. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the one thing that will get you there? Firemares. Firemares can, can run a thousand leagues in a day. <laughs> oh, so this is our gormless Cyclops. Yeah. His, like, animatronic face, an actor who cannot see anything beneath his, like, prosthetics. <laughs> delivering the line, Firemares. Yeah. Everyone going, ah, oh, of course, Firemares can travel a thousand leagues in a Obviously. day. Obviously. Obviously, Gareth. <sighs> it's just so great it's... that it's said from off screen. I fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. As if the audience are yelling out, fire mares, guys. Yeah. For us, this we, thing you've never mentioned. For us, we get absolute silence over this as well, which is fucking great. Yeah. The, like, it's, it's just like such a... It sums up this movie in a single line, and like having it here at the end of playthrough two is really good for that, you know? Yeah. We, we get to fully enjoy it. Um, anyway, so that we cut to, at the start of playthrough three... The fire mere wrangling sequence, or AKA mm. potential animal cruelty. Um, a whole, whole bunch of horses are just being like, real horses are just being run around like a ravine. Um, yeah. Overbreathe and that. And yeah, it seems like a lot of these actors are getting like really dangerous with these horses. There's like people jumping yeah. from cliffs onto the backs of horses. <clears throat> there's one like yeah robbie coltrane is like trying to ride a horse and it's desperately trying to buck him off um there's a bit with liam neeson hanging off the neck of a horse among like a bunch of other horses 
It's crazy yeah, that these actors. God. Imagine didn't get... if we'd lost like these two legendary actors. Yeah, <laughs> Liam Neeson Krull. gets kicked in the head by a horse while making crawl after the like eighty-third yeah. take of them trying to jump onto a horse. Um, <laughs> fucking insane. Could well have happened. Mm. Anyway, eventually they wrangle up some of these horses, and um, they're Colwyn's stoked about it, but the Cyclops has to stay behind because it's his time to die. He's this is yes. the, the death that he saw in the future, and if he refuses this death, he will bring great pain on himself. Yeah, is what it says. Um, and so yeah, he says like goodbye to a bunch of people. <clears throat> Even fucking Ergo is very upset by this. He's like, we had no time to like yeah, get which to is know. Quite beautiful. Yeah, it's very sweet. Uh, I feel like yeah, know, they're a potentially closer friends than they thought. Good turnaround there on Ergo's behalf. I like that. Mm. Showing some growth. Um, yeah. Yeah, they ride away on their fire horse, uh, fire mares. Yes. I just thought it would be really funny because it cuts to the Cyclops just standing there watching. Yeah. If it had just been like he's standing there and there's a rock falls on him or something. <laughs> yes, a big polystyrene rock just falls from nowhere <laughs> yeah. and kills him. Yeah. Makes a little like fart noise as it squishes him or exactly. something. He's done. That would have been great. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But no, yeah. he has more work to do, amazingly. Um, so yeah. we're getting on the run for this journey on Firemares over to the fortress. Again, this is our like closest car analogy that we were mentioning earlier, right? Yes. Firemares are a car equivalent in this fantasy realm. So I'll take it. They're like, they're Russian. On the run yeah. is working for a big horse race chase through the sky with flaming hoops. perfect. Yeah. Yeah, the only... It's essentially the whole length of on the run as well yeah that's right yeah the the only the only like key difference between firemares and regular horses is uh they can fly one um and two they have like they can create fire when they run really fast yeah that's their whole deal uh yeah but besides that look like regular horses so you know mm. We do get some amazing, like, everyone riding their horses in front of a green screen. Oh, yes. Everyone's stoked. Yeah. They're so stoked. They're all grinning. Some people are doing, like, horse tricks again. Yeah. They're loving this bit. Yeah. They didn't like the wrangling part of the horses that was all done, like, in an actual, like, location. Once they, <laughs> yeah. once they got these horses into, like, a green screen, like, on in front of, a, in a lot somewhere, <laughs> like, then they were having the time of their lives. Yeah. Um, anyway uh yeah we get to the crash sound and on the run perfectly when they reach the bottom of the fortress right and it's, and it's almost sunrise into it i'm gonna say sorry i'm gonna say that this is exactly what i wanted out of an on the run sequence right that's we finally got it i think and we've yeah. been waiting a long time and we got there it's been firemares out of that would do it for us yeah we should have known obviously the most obvious answer yeah it's it's been in front of us the whole time uh fucking hell um yeah so we got the the clock sounds and and time also sync up with something all the little portholes in the side of the castle um yeah or like murder holes or whatever they're called you know like the little things that the that like doors roll back revealing some slayers to shoot them out of you know yeah um yeah that aligns with all the clocks going off so i'm into that uh yeah we got the cyclops uh yeah they're all getting shot at and they're like fuck what are we gonna do but then we see the cyclops riding a fire mare holding his spear forwards of course i feel like this should have been the cover for Krull. like just this <laughs> yeah. one shot of the fucking cyclops furiously riding forwards in front of a green screen 
like that's exactly what this movie is um so good oh my god um yeah but yeah he's here to save the day he climbs on up and like fucking gets shot shrugs it off doesn't care he's yeah he fucking takes down a slayer with a spear <laughs> inside and then he's like holding open one of these holes as it like starts to close off and yeah everybody manages to sneak in past him um uh, but unfortunately the painful death the great pain that he brought upon himself was getting crushed in this door yeah it is not nice no. it's gross and like sad watching him get squashed in a door i mean they told us it would happen right this is like the yeah, yeah it was prophesized and we should have seen it but fuck getting crushed in a door is a bad way to go um yeah yeah they try to save him it doesn't really work out the slayers are after them so they all run off fucking torquil does my favorite one of my favorite parts of this whole movie he's like pinned to where he was trying to save the cyclops right yeah um, by like he's under fire from the slayers and in order to get away he like goes yeah and then he does like a little forward roll and stumbles <laughs> <laughs> like and clearly is just sort of standing there for a couple seconds where he could have easily been shot and then runs away it's so good yeah it's it's the worst yeah. maneuver but they kept it in the film yeah oh i love his oh. little role that he does <laughs> oh i forgot to mention robbie coltrane died on the side of the castle he got yeah he got killed it's very sad and he's yeah. like the journey was worthwhile <laughs> he's like suddenly changed his tune now that he's dying mm. But yeah anyway i don't really know this why. it begins a lot of deaths as well oh, like pretty yeah. much all of these bandits one by one brutally murdered yeah absolutely <laughs> i mean i guess we always knew they were called slayers but still yeah they're out, they're here to do one thing and that's slay baby um yeah yeah yes queen yes queen we see more of the um interior of the castle now there's like mm. uh, lots of like waterfalls it feels like very like giga-esque right there's like a really yeah. cool like lord of the rings ass long bridge but it's all like warped and sort of looks like it's made out of like frozen water or something it, it looks really weird uh yeah i, I can't really describe it uh, yeah. with words but yeah it's very odd looking um again this is following um alien so maybe uh, they maybe. yeah squished a little bit of that in there as well throw, throw some alien in there for spice maybe mm. um yeah so <laughs> yeah this like the the boy uh fucking titch i think his name is and um ergo get separated from the group uh they fall yeah. down like a little hole in the floor that opens up uh, again, the castle's like this really weird shaped thing that can move around, um, and there's all kinds of traps in it, etc. Um, but yeah, they fall down this little hole and slide down. And in order to save the day, Ergo transforms himself into a tiger. A real... Yes. So, a real tiger, Gareth, is in this movie, for one. Um, which yeah. kind of blew my mind when it happened. Also, a lot of scenes with this tiger and a very small boy. <laughs> yeah you feel such a discomfort oh looking my god at this. yeah i feel I, yeah like this film and some like jodorowsky films i've always felt like it's, it's on the verge of someone dying from the animals being used in the film you know yeah it's so fucking wild that there's a real tiger here this tiger is not happy this tiger looks 
grumpy and sad and ready to murk a boy i mean it's in this like fucking insane set as well yeah oh what a bad day uh anyway yeah so Mm. he's protecting the boy like fucking takes a swipe at a slayer there's a funny shot of someone clearly wearing like a fucking tiger glove and attacking a slayer's head which is great um and yeah the party reach where the princess is hiding or being held and colin of course must go in alone gareth yes and so the rest of the party fucking jog on go somewhere else i don't really know what happens why they move on oh they fight another slayer oh, okay this is when liam neeson gets murdered as well oh yeah that's right yeah, yeah he goes down and when he... pink floyd say one day closer to death yeah nice yeah and yeah he's just like here i'll stay i'm done the yeah. journey's <laughs> over for me friends <laughs> Oh. oh poor Liam Neeson I do like that mm. like both That'll these guys die in like such quick succession and both go on to do such great things like, yeah they were just trying to get out of the film as quickly as possible there you go they made it yeah they made, they get like pretty grandiose death sequences as well which is good yeah um yeah so <laughs> fucking we get great gig playing as now now is the time Colwyn has decided it's time to use the glaive yeah. um and so he throws it out and it's fucking he's using it to cut his way in to this little like holding cell that lissa is yeah in. almost like egg that she's on yeah it takes forever to cut through this the glaive is sort of spinning in place and slowly cutting through this wall later on we see like the the fucking line that it's done to cut this cut its way in (laughs) and it's awful it's maybe the worst pattern that you could make to try and break down a wall yeah it's great um but yeah also this begins the story of the glaive where to use it is just colwyn holding one arm stretched out and looking optimistic yes he's got to furiously focus with his arm outstretched yeah um, oh it's great we're gonna get a lot of good colwyn faces out of this um oh yes yeah meanwhile um torquil and the remaining members of the party get sucked through like a wall into like another trap room uh with, mm. with more like bad computer animation um this trap consists of very slow moving spikes that extend out of the wall um yeah in a non-uniform pattern um out of like little like holes in the wall they look really weird they are very slow and i feel like quite easy to avoid but it seems yeah, like i mean there's a lot of them yeah it's true it's giving these guys a lot yeah. of trouble anyway to like figure out where how best to like tetris themselves among the um among these things and a guy called mm. um baldorf i think another like fairly unnamed character gets like yeah. <laughs> he like is standing in the middle of the room like perfectly fine and runs back to Torquil dropping his dagger and like his fucking hubris he goes in and tries to retrieve his dagger and that's what gets him killed (laughs) like yeah what an idiot brutally again slowly stabbed by this wall yeah very upsetting seeing that him like get stabbed in the chest some good like getting stabbed acting i guess yeah it looks like he's singing great gig in the sky which is playing at that point. sure does he's howling it out for us yeah um as he's getting punctured (laughs) (laughs) yeah but there you go shouldn't have gone for that dagger didn't matter that much did it maybe it was an heirloom gift from is yeah it, like, it was his glaive he'd gone and uh, rescued it from some lava as well oh yeah that makes a lot of sense mm. okay um yeah 
So, uh, finally, Colwyn cuts his way through after several, like, glaive arm extensions. And, um, yeah. Yeah, they embrace uh, Lissa and him. It's very, very touching. Uh, but yes, they've got to fight the beast away from the center because the, with the center is where he is most powerful, Gareth. And um, so yeah, it, like they fucking run out, and Colwyn is fucking using the glaive for anything now. He like takes yeah. out a couple slayers with it, easy as. Like tosses the glaive, one hit, one kill. And I think actually like he throws it and it kills two at the same time. Like yeah, fucking. I wish Yanir had either said that he could be using it a hell of a lot more, or, like, like uh, it's just, it sucks that he said, oh, you've got to wait for the right time to use it, and now he's just using it for everything. Yeah. It's just, it's bad writing. Yeah, it's no good. And think of all the prestige actors who could have been, like, speared if he'd been using the glaive since day one. Exactly. Exactly. We could have had Liam Neeson still alive. He could have, like, yeah. fucking... Uh, Colwyn could have gone on and been in Frasier, for all we know. Like, yeah. it, it could, the whole destiny of the universe could have changed with this one yeah. simple change. Um, he also uses the glaive to fucking knock down a bunch of rocks. Like, just <laughs> yeah, fucking seal away the beast inside some rocks. Doesn't do anything, obviously. The beast is tough. He busts out of there, but fuck. Yeah. May as well use the glaive. It seems to be good at basically everything. Um, Shut up. Anyway, yeah, the beast, he comes out of his big egg, is like, he bursts out of it, and, um, yeah, they have a bit of a battle over money playing. Yeah. Uh, this battle yeah. is exactly the same as when he was trying to chop down a wall. He's just holding his arm out while the glaive just cuts the beast. Does all the work, yeah. Yeah. The... And this entire battle is only one minute long. Yeah. Yeah, it sort of consists of the beast, sh- like, raising his arms up into the air like a fucking unfinished animation and shooting a little beam out of his mouth a little like orb yeah. and the glaive hitting that and it going back and forth a couple times and then sort of the beast just giving up and watching the glaive sort of <laughs> zoom around for a little bit and then yeah it like sticks in his arm and um yeah the beast is like furious about this and mm. it goes down like easy as it seems like he's beaten yeah. the beast and Colwyn, standing outside, is like, okay, that job done. Time to retrieve the glaive. And so he extends his arm out, and we see get a shot of the glaive sort of, like, wiggling around in the beast's yeah. body. This shot, this stuff goes for another minute. This goes <laughs> as long as the whole fight, him trying to rescue his glaive. That's great, yeah. Meanwhile, Colwyn's just, like, fucking showing so much exertion in his face trying to retrieve yeah. this glaive through magic. <laughs> when he could fight... <laughs> He eventually goes over and, like, just walks over to try and grab it. But yeah. the amount of time spent on him trying to retrieve it with magic is hilarious. Um, my favorite so part about bizarre. it is that, like, right at the end of this, it, like, sinks in, like, deeper. <laughs> yeah, he's done the opposite. <laughs> yeah, clearly someone is inside this beast costume holding the end of the glaive and, like, wiggling yeah. it around. <laughs> which is very funny. Um yes uh so yeah it goes in to retrieve it but the beast is still alive fucking grabs the glaive with his hand and is like oh fuck and so they have to run away um yeah they are sort of walking among they run off to some like cave area with a bunch of stalagmites and stalactites around um yeah and they don't have the glaive to fight so what are they gonna do well 
they have the fucking fire magic from the wedding <laughs> remember yes so yeah uh Lissa still has the power of the fire in her hand. Presumably she couldn't have used it to escape in the first place. Unknown. Yeah, she has the ability to summon the fire. So, like, right? she's more useful. You would think... But maybe she needed her love. Maybe. Yeah, maybe they have to be yeah. together to use it. That, that might yeah, make sense. Yeah, I'm hoping for that. Okay. Yeah, he does say, like, it's us, the power. And, yeah, anyway, mm. he, like, takes the fire from, his, from her hand and fucking blasts it out of his fingertips at the beast yeah. who sort of just now again this could be so cool if it wasn't the exact same motion oh, except yeah. now fire is coming out of his hand exactly the same as throwing the glaive yeah yeah he would have shown up for the next day on set and he was like yeah final battle what am i gonna do and it's like you know remember what you did yesterday when you were fighting the beast yeah, yeah. you remember the day before when you were chopping down a wall yeah just that again yeah easy easy money yeah that's i think yeah, that's, that's potentially why in one of these shots so the beast is just sort of spiraling around on fire very upset uh sort of gets defeated very easily by this there's a couple so he blasts him with fire like multiple times and there's one yeah. shot of just colwyn's face and he is like no expression like completely dead face <laughs> uh just staring down like blasting fire forwards. yeah <laughs> like he's gone soulless yeah <laughs> just shooting fire at this beast over and over and over again until it mm. dies and then yeah uh, the beast is defeated good times um yeah they they have a bit of a hug and then they've got to run away because the whole castle is uh fucking falling apart yeah uh, with the beast's death the um the trap retracts all those spikes go back into the wall saving torquil and the other guy who i don't know the name of he's got like a stick the, yeah and he has no sons that's his big that's quote. his old deal yeah um, yeah one stick no sons that, yeah fair enough but anyway they they get away and they've got to they go and find um ergo and the boy who are still around uh Torko was pretty keen to get out of there but he's like no we can't abandon anyone so they go and find them he's mm. been like Ergo's been, like, injured in his, like, battle as a tiger, effectively, sort of lying down, not doing so well. Um, but yeah, they, there's, like, a fun, like, escape sequence where they are running through what they, what we saw before with, like, the big bridge, which falls apart as they run across it, which is pretty nice. Everything's yeah. sort of exploding with, like, pretty much, uh, it looks like they made a model of this castle, right? Like a, a, yeah. a scale size model and then bought a bunch of fireworks put them all inside the castle and set them all off at once it's sort of what yes yeah, that was how this was filmed if 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 i had anything to do with it i think that <laughs> is what is happening here um but yeah they managed to escape again with like using the fire magic as soon as fucking you give colwin power, power and no one to tell him not to use it he's going to be using it all damn day like yeah jesus um but anyway, yeah, they make their way out, and the castle, like, disintegrates, and then, like, flies off into space. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I kind and of... they sit in some lovely grass and just watch it, like they're having a lovely picnic. Yeah, they, yeah, I kind of like that. They all, like, collapse into, like, a field of, like, flowers. Mm. And they're like, oh, it's all done. Um, yeah, the day is won. Uh, yeah. Ergo says he should have stuck to transforming into puppies which is his final joke of the film. Um, Torquil is basically free now. He gets handed the key 
to his manacles and he's like nah i think i'll keep them <laughs> it's yeah. like what i mean and then um colwyn's like well must be setting up for sequels yeah yeah, obviously he gives him that he says the key is his and earlier we found out that the um only the king and the lord marshal of the king have the key and so it's saying that torkel is the new lord marshal basically yeah and yeah they all happily walk away into the sunset for, away from the castle to yeah they save the, the credits day. just roll as we watch them walk yeah they walk for the whole credits right we get yeah the prophecy sort of gets run through again in case you forgot before the credits yeah. but that's it man walking to the credits like me walking into the credits what did you think how did it sink gareth oh i mean the thing about this film is now we know how what i think yeah but how did it sink yeah it's true i think Again, we had that perfect fire mirrors moment. Yes, that was very good. In fact, like but, the start of playthrough three entirely synced very well for me. I think, and that was yes. This once the film kind of gets going, once it like stops just kind of idling around, yeah. looking at different things. Yeah, once we and stop like, going through fantasy MacGuffins and like actually yeah. get to the plot, that's when things sort of go well. So yeah, mm. even for it sinking. Um, I feel like we have to tie this one with old Galaxy Quest, right? Yeah, that makes sense to so me. So another, another five? Yep, into it. A, cr- cool. a Christmassy five. I keep forgetting this is supposed <laughs> to be a Christmas episode, but... <laughs> oh, yeah. Whoops. Um, I give it ho, 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 ho. I give it five golden rings, <laughs> Gareth. Oh. From the, from the famous song, the Christmas song. <laughs> you know, You know the one with rings yeah yeah <laughs> pink floyd money yeah that's it oh man okay so that's uh, another episode in the books that is one of the last ones for the year um yeah what is the plan for us wrapping up the year gareth do you want to lay it on me well there's only there's only one way to finish a year and to start the next year and that is of course by watching crawl and then starting the new year by watching crawl again yeah so do you have much planned for your week to end the year because i think you're gonna have to watch crawl again my friend let's do it i'm ready i will watch crawl okay. until the end of time in a similar fashion to me <laughs> listening to this pink floyd album to the end of time so Aww. but it has been like 36 weeks of us doing <laughs> the this album so maybe we do something else yeah well why don't we round out the year this sounds so fake because we have planned this oh yeah but we're ta- acting like we're surprising each other what uh, james why don't we just round out the year by like syncing our top albums of the year oh my gosh that's such a brilliant idea that you've had just now oh yes not it. like months and months ago no uh yeah i would be down to do that i reckon there yeah, so lock it in we've got albums of the year synced with yeah. krull again <laughs> yes coming up uh at the start uh, of at the start of the next year for you guys uh so look forward to that awesome yes please yeah oh and until then wow until then i'll s- i've been gareth blackler i've been james Barron. um have a great safe christmas and yeah. holidays and everything have a and good holiday season yeah have a great crawler day season oh there we go and we'll see you on the widow of the web on the widow of the web the prophecy be true oh. <laughs>